0: 18 plus today's terrace podcast is brought to you in association with js decorators
2: all your requirements catered for under one roof qualified tradesmen for all interior and exterior work for more information call j sharp on 0131 466 5343 Third episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. I am Craig Fowler, and I'm joined by Craig Anderson. Hello. And making his Terrace debut, Mister Duncan Mackay.
3: Hello. I come bearing gifts from last night's game. John Sweeney masks, which obviously works as a visual <laughs> aid here on, a, <laughs> a, on an audio podcast.
4: But here you go, chat. That's like, we'll wear put, them. We have to put them oh, on right now. Can we put them on? and yeah. they be helped <laughs> through the.
2: And um, then let's, uh, let's 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 give us a go. <laughs> like Probably not great. <laughs> right, anyway, let's... Yeah. We promise that's the last uh, visual joke yeah. that we'll do on this show. Um, which, uh, I think, visual jokes ties in quite nicely like to Scottish football. There's always good visual jokes whenever any match is involved. And we'll start with the relegation battle. Huge three points for Craig Anderson's Kilmarnock, as, as they're officially known. At, uh, on... Last night it was, yeah, uh, beating Kille one 0 Beating Mirren one 0 Sorry,
4: beating Mirren
2: one 0 And are you very relieved and also yeah. nervous yeah. about
4: the weekend? Uh, yeah, I'm obviously nervous about the weekend, but I think it, it makes a huge difference being ahead of Hibs going into that game. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's still a very difficult task to I think to go Easter Road and get a point, even even with Hibs' form and so on, but. The win it gives it a bit of confidence, cause after that absolute shambles last week, it sounded like um, a big change. I, I think I maybe mentioned it on Monday, if I didn't, I meant to, uh, James Fowler came back into the team, which I think was a crucial addition. He just knows what it's all about at this stage of the season, and he's added a lot of dig and a lot of determination, but unfortunately he got himself sent off, so he would buy for one game, and now he can't play on Saturday. Um, but if, if it turns out to be his last game for Kelly, which... If we get through, there's a good chance it will be because I don't think Johnston rates them then it was it's a very typical James Fowler way to go out actually to uh
2: I thought it was quite it was quite typical of of this kind of end of the season stuff killing with the team that wanted it a lot more, and I think people kind of forgot because of how weird hearts have been ever since they've basically been down and trying so hard every game that usually at this time of year when teams are done they've done they're already you know they've got one foot in on the beach or whatever, mm. and that's and St Martin had previous for it last year after the League Cup final. What, they didn't? They won one game the rest of the season, and that was about two and a half months. So I think, I think a lot of people reckoned it last night. Although, fair play, I think they played a lot better in the second half. But they yeah. could have been a bit final down at half time. Kelly came out, and you just, like you say, they were just a bit more dig They just wanted it more. And Johnson kind of set up his team like that. It was a. Uh, or I seen the team initially, I thought, what the hell is that? It was it was just a mid, seemed the midfield four. Yeah. It was advertised on the Kelly Twitter a midfield four of Fowler, Irvin, Pasquale and Eremenko. Yeah. And I was like, they, they can't even move. Yeah. I mean, how are they going to deal with this kind of, kind of the dynamic midfielders—the John McGinns, the Connor Newtons, the Kenny Mcleans? But instead, it was a diamond. Yeah. But and like, and then that kind of reinforces that kind of keep it narrow, keep it tight. And uh, and also they managed to create a number of chances at the other end as and
4: well. And what, what I did playing like that freed up Rory McKenzie to have a bit more freedom in the middle of the part rather than being out in the wing. And he was he was running riot by all accounts and yeah. uh, created a few chances. And
3: he had a great chance that McGregor slipped up on. I think yeah. this whole midweek could be characterised by some pretty awful centre-halves.
4: Yeah, and what can I say Chris Boyd it had to be Chris Boyd with the goal as well um, got the better of Goodwin which was a, was a wee bit of karma <laughs> after the, the, the game at St Mirren Park at the start of the season and he's there but the only worry is that he went off injured last night and that, that would be a huge boy. was, he,
2: was he karma when he, when he punched Tim Goodwin yeah when him.
4: Goodwin went down as if he'd been shot <laughs> right,
2: but still he punched him in the arm yeah it's just a wee bit he him a dd as we've <laughs> discussed yeah. many times in the uh,
4: show but, but yeah Boyd boy been off injured him hoping it's precautionary and that he will be fit but if he's not it's a, it's a big decision and, and what to do because we've relied on him all season
3: yeah he scored the sort of goal that Hibs can't at the moment they've not they've got anyone that's you Six yards and getting a, making their own luck, which you, you can't say anything. Okay, compared to the hips front. Whatever, whoever they play.
2: We may as well go to them now. Um, Hibs versus Ross County on Tuesday night. I recorded this on Alba. I stupidly stuck a fiver on Hibs to win the match.
3: That's the biggest mistake you've ever made.
2: I think it might be. It's, it's second to picking yeah. Michael Nelson in my 12 best a halves <laughs> 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 So all my mistakes revolve around Hibs, uh, which is yeah, ironic. i my match for my... a Hibs fan as well. Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's ironic considering my allegiances, but... Yeah, not a very good game. I think it's uh, pretty fair to say. Uh, yeah. But uh, I, Fair play
3: to the SPFL guys for coming up with five and a half minutes worth of highlights from that. It's like you, I watched it on Alba and it was dreadful.
2: Yeah, it, um, was, it was quite bad. And speaking of quite bad, just what, going on to the point you were making the, the Hibs strike force. And James Collins gets a, a, a lot of stick and it's very much deserved because he, he's, he's crap. But... In terms that he's of the,
3: that you paid two, we paid yeah, two hundred grand for as te- well, which is.
2: In terms of the forwards that Hibbs has, I, I don't think there's any doubt that the ones that are currently fit, he's the most effective. So I don't really think it was much sense to leave him on the bench until the last fifteen minutes of the game.
3: Yeah, I mean, you could potentially say Haynes has been in that situation a bit more. He's a bit more experienced. You could maybe try him, but I don't. By looks, of it, I don't think Butcher rates him after sending off at St. Johnson, I yeah. think that. He just thinks the yeah, guy's not worth it, which is a bit of a shame because I think I've got a friend who's a Knox County fan, he said that they were quite disappointed to see him go on loan, but he's not really produced, but then who wearing the green shirt this season has, I think that's the biggest problem. I think
2: for, for our second last game of the season, a huge relegation decider yeah. to play the two young boys, first of all, I think Cummins has a bit about him, I think he really is short in confidence right now, he yeah, needs Yeah, they him. all are. Yeah. But um, Danny Handlin... Is
3: Distribution was woeful. He's always, i mean, you can't fault him. He's always looking for the ball. He's always it's trying to get the ball. Yeah, I think that, I think that's the issue. Is he, he, he should
2: go hiding.
3: Yeah, it might do us a bit of favour. Uh, you know, I really like him, but he, he, and he always has that thing about him. But he he couldn't find a pass. And I think that's a bigger problem is Hibbs—a team low on confidence then just don't have the composure. It's so predictable,
2: so flat. In the last one, especially, was such a lack of composure, especially in the first half, it was incredible. Mm-hmm. The amount of times they, made, they chose the wrong option, either by shooting when they shouldn't, or yeah. picking the wrong pass. Even Alan Mabry got in, in in the act by trying a 35-yard shot. Alan Mabry never tried a 35-yard shot when he was at Hearts 10 years ago, and he was good then.
1: <laughs> yeah,
3: uh, I mean, I do feel sorry for boys like that Mabry, because it's, it's not really their fault that they're getting picked, you know. This team' alone confidence. confidence. Uh, you know, I, I actually was slightly disappointed in Ross County. I thought they would, seeing that we were playing maybury and Stevenson. I thought, you know, this is a perfect opportunity to get the ball out wide and cut back. You, know, it, you probably score goals for fun, but they didn't, they were pretty disappointing. Yeah, off offer they, anything they, you don't, know? It's
4: like, they don't have any players with really any decent wide players, and that's hmm. been their problem all season that we've been talking about. And they've just they've just dragged themselves over the line by. Grinding, which is exactly what they're good at, I guess And they just out-ground out, out hips, if that's the word um, <laughs> And were helped by Ridiculous decision-making by Ro- Robertson, Robertson
3: Yeah, um, I've I still I've watched that 10, 15 times I can't really understand what's what's Going on, I think you made the point in one of the blogs, Craig About, you John Beaton he could have easily not given the penalty yeah. just because you couldn't work out really yeah, what's what happened it was,
2: I still can't work out what happened
4: yeah, it's, it's like so he, bizarre. yeah it's like he was diving he genuinely dived at the player like and his legs just clipped him <laughs> yeah it was it was bizarre and Richie Britton just it's uh, very typical Richie Britton style that penalty I think just yeah. didn't care kind of it didn't matter to him whether it was a kind of crucial relegation decision or the, a pre-season friendly just battered it in and got on with yeah. it and
3: Absolutely, I saw Ross County last season where they played Motherwell up at Dingwall and beat them three nil, and it was the best team performance I think I saw uh, the whole of last season. And but it was, it's night and day. You know, it's a team that's kind of running low on confidence as well. Obviously, I think most of the teams in top six, maybe apart from Hearts, are. Um, and, but it's it's strange. It'll be interesting to see what Adams does next year if Adams is still around as well. I yeah,
2: mean, I think they'll have to. It'll be a. I think it'll be a completely new team again. But he needs to get it right in the summer. I thought I did get it right in January and I do kinda like I like elements of this team. This is the kind of team that could have been crap for the first few months where he kinda messed around with it and then strengthened it in January. But because the summer editions were so bad, he had to yeah. he had to build a new team. So they then had to have that that starting point again and now he can't add to it in the summer because all the guys are leaving. Well, as far as we as far as we know, yeah. they're leaving anyway. I mean a few of these guys play for some decent clubs, so It'd be, I'd be surprised if the likes of Philip Kish stick around, for example, or Ian Songo. I think he's yeah, he's showing himself. showing
4: himself to be too good. I think, and, and even if he was coming back to Scotland, there would there would be bigger teams in Ross County interested. I think.
2: Right, let's move on to the other game, which was crucial in the relegation battle, which was Hearts versus Partick Thistle. And last night at Tyne Castle, thoroughly entertaining game, six goals. Uh, the taken taking the lead twice with Thistle coming back to win 4-2 scenes when Callum Higginbottom made it 4-2 oh, it and then yeah. guaranteed their safety. He looked absolutely delighted and it was kind of like, it was one of those ones where even though it was a goal against my team, I kind of looked at the away end and thought that's, that's quite a good moment for them and I don't really care one way or another about this game. <laughs>
4: Right, I was at the game and uh, when Hearts scored, uh, Hearts scored both their goals. I jumped up and cheered. and I looked round about me and I was more interested in that than anybody else. Um, the Hearts fans were all just kind of standing up and clapping politely. Uh,
2: when Wilson scored, I noticed that I didn't even I barely even got out of my seat. Yeah. Like it wasn't like an immediate jump up. It was kind of like, oh, the ball's in the back of it, and then gradually get up as I'm clapping.
3: See, see you, Hearts fans, so used to winning, uh, <laughs> getting
2: blase
4: about it. Yeah. Um, but I thought Hearts, Hearts uh, started excellently again, the exact same as, as against Kelly, um against a team who are slightly more competent. Uh they came they came flying out of the blocks, uh Patterson got that goal which was it was quality. It was, it was a really good goal, it was poor defending, they all backed off him but good goal.
3: That's him now on double figures yeah. as well, which is remarkable well, it's not remarkable because he started the season as a striker, but now, now that he's playing it right back is Something else. Hardly any of
4: the goals that, even the goals that he got when he was playing as a striker were mainly from set pieces, so Yeah. Um I don't think he, he didn't really add much to his goal tally when he was actually playing up front because it was not his position. Um
2: yeah, I could I was actually uh, I was actually thinking that point the other day, I can only really think of one goal that scoring going forward been playing, that was his first one against against Hibbs in the second weekend of the season. So the
4: one the one on um up and uh, top, obviously I, well, yeah, up when until they, the last two. Uh, but yeah I mean yeah, after the Hibs game I looked up the stats and out he's nine goals at that point five of them were headers yeah Um. I, I don't I didn't look up whether they were all from open any of them were from open play but I think most of them are from corners um, part of this, so I thought uh, they just came into the game second half they were a different team and Higginbottom just just a champagne footballer I think you'd say he's just, he was superb he was yeah, brilliant
3: I saw, I saw him on Saturday against Hibs and he, he gave Alan Mabry a tour time I'm sure Maybe he's probably he's still having nightmares about him just because he, he's just constant and, t- and, and his movement is not up and down; it, it's in and out as well. It's it's not it's not to be predicted, and he's he's lightning when he gets going as well. His passed like, for the
2: first goal, yeah. Uh, Taylor's. Yeah, yeah, it was brilliant ball. It
4: was first time as well. It's easy, it's easy to I say I say it's easy. I say, <laughs> you know my record of setting up uh, goals in the Scottish top flight, but it's easy to do when. You've got a bit of time to think about it but for the ball to come straight to you and for you to see that pass and just whip it straight over the top.
3: And it was great ball for the goal that got disallowed as well. Yeah. I mean, obviously there was a bit of backing
4: off, but yeah. you know, he was he was still keeping. He's uh, he's yeah, he's just come on to game so much in the second half of the season. He's he's been good, I think, throughout the season, but he's just hit some amazing form at the right time for them.
2: One disappointing thing about the game was just me watching Thistle was Aaron Taylor Sinclair. He never. It's he, a, a different player now. It's a different kind of system. They've gotten a bit more pragmatic. It's no longer the um, the, the, the the forwards <laughs> coming from deep, <laughs> coming from their fullback positions. And uh, it kind of made me sad. I, I really liked that part of it, so but you know, they got more pragmatic. they want, they, to play
4: they did, they did what they did what they needed to do. They got themselves over the line, which I guess is more important. Because
2: the two teams and the, the fullback attacking the most, because it wasn't just his goal. Parson was getting up and down Patterson. all game, and it seems like something that Hart's the plan for. Because as soon as he, he would go, Hamill would tuck in it right back. So. Yeah, pa- I thought, I thought Patterson's going to be lost. He's obviously this has been the season where Taylor Sinclair was initially talked up so much, and then it became Robertson. But Patterson, if, if, maybe he might get lost next year because he's playing in a different league. But if they were playing in the Scottish Premiership. He looks an incredible talent. I think he's an, fullback. an
4: excellent fullback. back uh, I, I said it at the start of last season. Uh, I, I, I said it to myself because I wasn't on here. But uh, <laughs> he, he, he looks good at that point playing right back. And I, I think it's a shame for him that just because he's physical stature, they tried him out up front. It didn't work. He wasn't he wasn't cut out for that role. Um, but even still flung him up front at the end last night to try and chase the game as well. well done that, we did do that a few weeks ago when he played
2: right back against Aberdeen. And it worked. It's like Aberdeen, for some reason, did that defence so good, couldn't deal with Callum Patterson all <laughs> of a sudden. It couldn't deal with somebody with uh, pace and strength, and that was how Hearts got back into the game. Anyway, I think we should move on to, uh, speaking of teams getting back into the game, St. So Johnson, 3-1 down with, I think, six minutes remaining, and two goals That's in the space cool. of two minutes. And a, a draw it doesn't really mean much anything to either teams, but... Yo, I think
4: yo, yo. it meant it meant more to Celtic because they've been chasing that one hundred point yeah. target which which got taken away. And I think how
2: serious that was because they, they did start without yeah, Commons they, and Brick.
4: I think it's just that typical Neil Lennon thing. He just seems to have that failure attached to him at all times. He sets himself that target <laughs> and almost immediately draws two games within the space of a couple of weeks and both from winning positions going into the last few minutes. He just he just seems to have the reverse Midas touch with these things. He talked about winning a Quadruple or a treble, sorry, and goes out both the cups. It's Should he just, just shut his face? Though? Yeah, I think so. Um, for for a guy who does he does reasonably well, even the time in the Champions League where they, they did get through, they almost they almost failed to having needed only I think one point from the last two games. It's just uh, or or sorry, a win in the last game wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. For a guy who, who does he's done a decent job in in the league and whatever. It's just but uh,
3: he's kind of been hoisted by his own petard yeah. in that in that regard. He's setting himself unrealistic, not unrealistic targets, but you know, it must be difficult to motivate those players. But you know, I was shocked I I was obviously at a game last night and so I heard that Brown and Comms were coming at half time so you know, well he's played he's played the kids, but they weren't really. It was no. it was all first team semi regulars at least. So I mean I think he described the first half performance as lazy and you know, judging by the highlights, I think. I think, think that's you, even
4: just looking at Kyle Al giving away that pen that it was the, the kind of epitome mm-hmm. of me a lazy leg from a guy just hung it out kind of ball.
2: Second last game. If he plays against United, possibly even his last game for the club. Yeah. And it kind of, you're right, it just kind of looked like that. And but the game the much better performance in the second half, obviously, once they got the big boys on. And I think the game, although St Johnson got a point, the kind of turning point in the game was the missed penalty. Because just before half time, you get that, you've got a two goal lead at half time, and it's kind of the reverse happens where you miss it. You got the one goal lead, but now you're scared. You think you missed your chance. So it's just such a huge psychological effect. But credit to them for battling their way back. Nigel Hasselbank, I think, came on. Yeah,
4: Uh, I think he came on for me at half-time. Yeah, and he
2: had had a big impact. Um, I don't think he had the assist, but he had a hand in setting up both goals. And that's kind of... He'll not start for the final, but it's always good to have Hasselbank in reserve. Tony included him his best wide players and I thought it was incredible. And then I've seen him a couple of days later at Aberdeen only because and he for- started and he was absolutely shocking.
4: It's because Tony forgot the entire existence of Inverness, to be fair. If, yeah, he, if was, he'd known them, uh, he probably would have... Uh,
2: that was entertaining. Aradon, yeah. completely forgot. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, but I think it will give a bit more confidence to see Johnson going into the final. They come back from 3-1 down. I think if, even if they've gone 2-0 up against Celtic and then being pulled back, I think that the fact they've come back from 3-1 down Going into the cup final, it'll give them a wee bit more momentum, I think, rather than seeing it as an opportunity lost.
2: There was a knock for Stevie May, though. I mean, that's I slightly lot. I think
4: it came from a foul from Ambrose, which yeah. kind of got glossed over. It looked a really bad tackle, actually. Um, but the referee played an advantage, because uh, St Johnson has a chance, so in the highlights all I saw was they the, the only showed the chance, yeah. they didn't show the, the tackle again, but... Um, it looked quite a bad one, but it sounded like it was precautionary and they said they thought he would be fit if, if needed at the weekend even. So right. hopefully it doesn't rule him out of the Should cup final. he playing anyway? It's easy to wrap folk up in cotton wool, but then they go to a game to two weeks without a game and yeah. you can...
3: And I think that if I was Tommy Wright, you'd be wanting to try that partnership with me and O'Halloran out as much as possible because I think he, he looked a real prospect. He looked quite sharp last night. Not, I can't I say f- that I've seen a whole lot of them, but... If you could get a, a young, part, fit, agile partnership going together with those two, I mean, St Johnson, top six is, is there for the taking. I've lost him a couple of
2: times, so but I've been impressed with I him. I think he's played
4: himself into the team for the cup final, certainly. Because um, I think, as we yeah, said, I think, it was that wide position and it was maybe between him and Croft and then someone like Miller if they wanted a more defensive option. But I think he's he's probably nailed that down now, um, just with the performances since he came in to start the games.
2: Um, OK, we'll move on now to the game on Tuesday, Dundee United versus Aberdeen, another um, pretty high-scoring affair, four goals in this one and a hand-trick for Scott Vernon
4: I, I thought it was a really enjoyable game, uh, really thought it was great to watch and I I, was, I thought Dundee United were really the better team to be honest um, They just let themselves down with the same old problems defensively, not helped by having uh, having Mark McCallum in, I think it was his debut and he, and he looked very shaky um, and it was it, certainly the, the second goal for the header, he just didn't come for the corner. And they would yeah. already had a warning previously, I think the disallowed goal was from a similar kind of situation.
2: And in, in fairness though, and I know it is, uh, that is a kind of goalkeeper, it's coming in the 6 yard box you should be claiming that, but at the same time how many goalkeepers in this league would have stopped that being a goal? I'm not too sure there's many. I don't think Chersniak
1: would there was a,
3: There was a lot of traffic in front of him. There was a he lot of, traffic. A, he, he sort of half, I think the, the, the look, it was the hesitation that made it yeah. look worse, is that he, he took a step forward and yeah. then didn't go for it, and then it comes and it makes it look, probably look a lot more disastrous the, than it was. The whip
2: on the ball as well, and the trajectory. It wasn't like a looping cross. It really kind of flew in there. It was a stunning cross from Robson, really. Uh, and I think that's maybe a little harsh, but then you're probably right. But then he wasn't really helped out with the defence as well, like the third goal. What's Gunning no. doing?
4: Yeah, that's just Dundee United all over, though, isn't it? For all the brilliant attacking talent, and again, I thought they were really good going forward. Um, Ryan Dow has been been superb recently. I think he's talking to players playing themselves into the cup final. I think he might have done as well. I had a gold, possibly. Um.
3: And to be honest, I thought Jamie Langfield had a really good game, but oh, this is where I probably lose a lot of. Uh, well, okay, I hate Manfred and Aberdeen fans, but is there anything more tedious? than Aberdeen fans after a good Jamie Langfield performance. You know, it's this. You know, he's, I think it's, it's a strange one because they think, I think they were so harsh on him for so many seasons, and now you know, they had it earlier in the season where they we had that good run of clean sheets, and it's like, oh, he's got to play for Scotland. He's got to be playing for Scotland. And I really, I mean, he was goalkeeper and he made a couple of good saves. Not uh, that, even, that's, uh, yeah, not even in the top six. Yeah, in yeah like, you know, that, it's that, that's, that's a dog bites man story. It's not you know, there's, <laughs> they, should, they shouldn't be. Up in arms about the fact that their goalkeepers had a good game.
4: It made to howlers as well. Um, fortunately, it didn't lead to goals. The the um, was that the one that went under his foot for the second time in three weeks, and that you can't you can't possibly have him. All right, there's maybe a third spot up for grabs in that Scotland squad, but you're comparing him to uh, Alan McGregor and uh, David Marshall, who've both had really good seasons, and he's, he's not even he's not even
2: had a better season than Jamie McDonald.
3: No, no. actually, yeah, Jamie McDonald would be a much better shout. You know, he's younger as well, McDonald's Yeah, uh, I think Lang- Langfield's not going to really get any better I think we're seeing peak Langfield is, yeah. at the moment, maybe um, But even mm. then, uh, he's not worthy of international caps But
2: And then anything else to add about the game? We really talked about Scott Vernon Yeah, Vernon <laughs> yeah, Crespo yeah. <laughs> is, <laughs> He's back,
4: he's back uh,
2: it's, He only seems to score hat-tricks Yeah, that is, yeah
3: nine goals a season, two of them two, <laughs> two, two the being hat-tricks 2-6 uh, um, on
4: yeah, he it, it, it did what a striker could do, but I think, as you pointed out, the comment on the SPFL YouTube channel was slightly strange where yeah. they said a perfect replacement, the striker who hasn't scored since September. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah, perfect replacement uh, for Adam Rooney. But no, he, he's one of those players that I think he'll be gone in the summer, regardless of maybe I'd imagine one, he's yeah. on a
3: chunky wage that we
4: could He's use not, for he's not lived up to it anyway. Yeah, point, well, he was
2: no. a starved man two seasons back. It quite str- it's quite strange the, the kind of downturn he had in his career when nothing really happened. He, he, st- he started playing on a better team and he got worse.
3: Yeah, that's not usually what you're expecting from your star strikers. As, as and he was he was
2: good. I remember seeing him, I would have to confess I hadn't watched him that often uh, a couple of years back, but I remember seeing him at a game at St Mirren where he, I thought he was outstanding.
3: Yeah, and he, he used to lead the line very well, whereas now he seems... More passive in that in that that Any Anytime he does play yeah, he's, one, he's
2: one of his players He doesn't have that Kind of pace Or quickness at all No but he can definitely Hold the ball yeah, up well Yeah he, he seemed to make Quick decisions In and around the penalty Which would kind of Make him seem more quicker Than he actually was And that's completely Gone from his game he, yeah. He's just so plodding now
3: You saw he still had The instinct I mean it was a great Piece of play from Paul For the first goal And he, he, he was instinctive he just, he just blasted the cross yeah. Uh, it was a good, good finish and I mean the third one you can't, you can't there's not uh, there's not many strikers going to be gifted that but.
2: I was looking at it a few times couldn't John Shooter Sh- have stopped that yeah I think it, it, it was yeah
4: it was it was like what did they he almost thought Vernon was going to hit a better shot than he did I think so he was already predicting like maybe a powerful shot and yeah, he was trying, trying cool. to throw himself at it whereas if he just did on his feet he could probably have walked over and it cleared that it. it was it such a bad fight. I thought he could
2: Stuck his foot out a bit more To stop it I can't, I He lost thought, all,
4: all balance it seems aye, there, And I kind of
2: thought He he saw the post coming as well I think he tried. I think there was just Too many things going through His head <laughs> <laughs> <it was. laughs> Which for any Scottish football Is not a good thing no, you, didn't, no, you shouldn't have to think About anything I
3: actually thought Ryan Jack was at fault For the first goal uh, For a United's United goal I, th- I thought it was It was a Pretty weak piece of play He kind of just ambled oh, He didn't really Do enough to get to, you know, To make an intervention Or go in strong enough On Dylan So I think it was a, It was a Bizarre I think he's done that a few times. He yeah. looks as
4: if he's a bit. Up. It's weird because when he came into the team, I actually, I thought he was, he was beyond even being quite hard. I thought he was quite yeah, a, 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 a dirty of, player yeah, when had a he came of bite into about the team, him and, it um, seems to and yeah, he does seem to just pull out a wee bit.
2: Right, we'll move on to the last game to discuss from the Scottish Premiership, that is Motherwell versus Inverness. Motherwell, they do it again. I, I, I likened them earlier in the season to a horror movie villain. It just keeps coming back, refuses to die. If you're an Aberdeen fan right now, you've got to think that's the case. Because they're coming into the showdown on Saturday. They've already come out the water once again. They've come out like Jason. (laughs) They're all like Freddie. They're like winking with their heads being cut off. They keep going. Something doesn't stop them.
3: Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, John Sutton, 22 goals now. I I mean, I would love to have seen the odds you could have got for that at the start. At this point last season, before he'd gone back to Motherwell, he was still a Hearts player. How much could you have earned from a putting
4: more, a pound on? But more than that, uh, having Joel tip him as player <laughs> of the season is the ultimate <laughs> credit to his performances.
2: Yeah, Joel at the start of the season actually said that John Sutton would score a lot of goals. Because I think he thought it was just, I think that was just Joel being cynical, just yeah, like he's but, away from hearts. Yeah. But there was, there was there was old John Sutton in this game, which was which was strange to see. Which was that Motherwell, at 2-0, took off McFadden. Not sure if he was injured or not.
4: And then maybe we're thinking we'll keep him fresh for Saturday Sunday. Yeah, yeah. But they
2: brought on Fraser Kerr instead and completely changed the shape of the game and uh, lost all momentum and were it, lucky to get Kerr, the points. Kerr's made. a
4: strange one because I see him as a defender, I've sent half for a fullback, but the amount of times they play him in midfield and it's yeah. like I don't understand what the, the plan just, is for him. It's, it
2: just seems to be to play him anywhere.
3: Yeah. you it, sort of utility. You Back in the day when you only had two or three subs. Fraser Kerr is probably your ideal man yeah. you know, in times like a of modern day George Wright yeah, yeah. <laughs> for any <laughs> to <this>. old Tartsman <laughs> to get that reference I don't even know who he is <laughs> <laughs> hey. come on we, I think we have to talk about uh, Draper's <laughs> I don't. I'm not even sure what it is.
2: So that's, what what I, that's what I called it. I was like, it's that point where your controller goes off when yeah. you're playing FIFA.
4: It was exactly like that because in FIFA, when you don't press the buttons, the computer just kind of moves Hands over towards the player <laughs> and has, starts kicking away, and it's what he did. It. I don't understand. I don't understand what was going on in his head and what did he think there wasn't a motherful player there and he was going to see it out and then they came across you, you and, see and he the initial,
2: You see, the initial problem is that he wants the goal to come, but then you see, you see it especially for the camera behind the goal. He takes one swipe at it and then stops. He goes to take another swipe at it and then stops and I go, What are you waiting for? <laughs> yeah. What are uh, you? What are you thinking this is going for me? What, what did you think? Oh no, I've got a bit. What was the better idea in his mind than just kicking out for a throw-in?
4: Maybe wanted to <laughs> blast it off the muller rule player and get a goal kick. But ah, yeah. yeah maybe, but, uh, but he, never, he never really turned no, his body no, that way either. Uh,
1: like
3: almost. It looks like he almost froze. He always just a uh, blind panic, which seems to be. The well, it seems as what makes you an SPL centre defender more than. Yeah, than the, the Warren one was,
2: one was a bit strange as well. I thought it
3: was. A, it was a great finish. <laughs> the, it <laughs> which was. <just> he uh, <laughs> had
2: two more headers in the second half yeah. of that end.
3: Yeah. <laughs> right, I bet you couldn't try that. I bet you couldn't do that in training <laughs> any time. But you know, it was incredible the look that he gives the rest of the defence when he when the, that goal goes in. It's like he's like, you know, what? was what, what? Why did that happen? <laughs> it's like well, you just put a great header in there, mate. <laughs>
2: But yeah, it's a strange performance for Motherwell, they just keep grinding out. Motherwell fans themselves are even clueless as to how they keep running these games. It's it's
3: unbelievable just looking on trend, Motherwell last few years, you every year are still up there in the top six, yeah. despite each year you know, losing their best players and have it's not as if they're replacing them with like for like. The budget's going down year on year. I yeah. mean it's it's an incredible I think a team it's, from Stuart McCallway.
4: Yeah, he's the best he's the best manager in the league for me, um just for that reason. It keeps yeah. him competitive.
3: Yeah, the talent identification that he has, or is, that someone at the club is doing, is is fantastic because there's no way with the crowds they're getting and the budget they have that they deserve to be where they are. But you know, they are there on merit, absolutely. And you
2: know, I wish talk a little bit about Inverness before we move on. Um, no new signings.
3: That's what Hugh says, gosh. which is un- unbelievable. I mean, I would say the chance the way I was coming back from the game last night on the radio that it said it made it sound as if Billy McKay had you. Know, acres of space and he, he, he contrived to miss it but actually it was a, a pretty difficult chance and I think early in the season where his confidence was up he'd have probably buried that
2: yeah but, but I think the problem now is, is the fact that he has to feed on scraps as, as much he is missing chances mm-hmm. but he's not missing we like, used to get like three a game and now he gets one every couple of games I think,
4: I think they're, they're putting together wee spells where they look, they look fairly competent but I think that's kind of typical of John Hughes' teams like the second half Yesterday was arguably the best they played under Hughes. I think they, they seem to click. But they're not doing it often enough. And at some point, someone has to look and say, look, where are you going here? What, what What's the plan?
3: I, I do worry for them next season. I just, I, I've had a season a bit under John Hughes at Hibbs And he doesn't, I'm not sure, there's elements of him that is a good manager or a good coach at least. But I don't, I don't really, and he's got ideas of how he wants to play but I don't see but when he's, where, the, where the progression yeah, if he's, is if
4: he's talking about no signings but then he wants to sit with Gary Warren Ross Draper in his team and he wants to play passing football that doesn't compute those guys can't be part of that sort of team and so alright if you're saying ok we're shipping all these guys out and bringing a whole load in then at least even with his record the signings being a bit patchy at least there would be some idea but to try and keep guys to that for that style doesn't I fit s- to me
2: I've seen a, a theory on one of the fan sites that was, that instead of the, when he talks about Barcelona, instead of meaning passing football, he more just means kind of total football,
4: Yeah, and having
2: passed. players interchanging positions and swapping about, and that's maybe why he doesn't he want any new signings, or very little signings, because maybe he thinks that he, he just needs to concentrate on these bunch of guys, and teaching them how to walk, walk into other positions, but... There's still a few guys at the team. I mean, who, where's, where else is Ross Draper playing other than the middle of the park?
3: Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a strange, I mean, there's a, there's an element of deference, I think, from the media towards John Hughes that he, because he's that sort of jocular, laughing, and he doesn't take himself too seriously, that he gets away with some of the comments he makes. You, you really need to, if you're an Inverness fan, you, you'd want them to be sort of pressed on a wee bit more, just so I think you,
2: how? Inverness? In, like, in, 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 how? In, <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, if the season had, had started where um, when John Hughes took over in terms of just that form, they would have been behind hearts. So it's, it's but probably it's, still above hips. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, definitely like, by a mile.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> as well as the Premiership fixtures, there was also the small matter of the playoffs in each and every division. And We'll start We'll start with the bottom and make our way up, um, because we may as well get off to a good start, and you were actually at the Clyde East Fife game, so that, that may as well be a good start, because you'll know what you're talking about, and then you we'll go. just say <laughs> something very generic for the next five minutes. <laughs> uh,
3: yeah, I was at uh, Broadwood last night for Clyde East Fife, which finished 1-0 to Clyde. Clyde were the better team probably by some distance, actually. That was the first time I've seen East Fife uh, this season under the new... The new project, the project project or you know uh the project's project. Yeah, the project's project. Uh obviously East Five a very ambitious club and utterly lacking ambition on the park. They um they, it wasn't they got off to a pretty shaky start. Their keeper Greg Patterson looked pretty dodgy. Um obviously Clyde took the game there at home. It was quite a big crowd as well, which is quite impressive uh for Clyde. I think there's there is uh, underlying support there for Clyde, and it would be good to see them come back up the leagues. And on that performance, I think they'll, they probably should uh, be safe. Um, they, they, it was only one nil. They probably had opportunities to make it make it more, but they didn't take them. I think the both teams were were fairly nervous. Um, East Fife just were were second to every ball, and then they were second to every second ball as well. They just didn't they just didn't look at the races. I mean, they had a few a few. Players that looked bright spot, and every time Scott Jury, uh got in the overlap, they looked a little bit dangerous, but they 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 weren't great. They was leon Buchanan playing? He was, uh, but he, isolated. Uh, uh, yeah, it was. He was. He was playing on his own up front, and there was, it seemed to be a a four one four one. I mean, that's what it looked like. I'm not sure if that was how it intended to be, and it was a, there was a. Almost the, the four midf- East Five midfielders would rotate, sort of pushing slightly further up uh, at points. But it, did, it didn't really work. Buchanan was, you know, he used to, you know a couple of seasons ago, he was at Cowden Beath, and so he scored goals for fun. But I think his pace has is, is gone, uh, or it seems to be. And it was actually his mistimed, uh, a mis-pa- a miscontrol led to Clyde's uh, goal. They countered straight away. They play a great diagonal. And then there was some horrific defending uh, that led to. Uh, I think it was um, Scott Ferguson getting the goal with uh, a good, good bit of skill in the end to, to put in he was a bit assured finish it's worth checking out on the Clyde uh, website just because it's, it's horrific
2: ok um, let's move on to the other game and the playoffs and the from the I think called the League 1 playoffs yeah, there, um, even though it's teams from League 2 that's uh, the player. name I've
4: been giving them I don't know
2: yeah I'm sure it is and that was a bit of a surprise actually I'd say Sterling beating Annen 3-1 yeah
4: I mean Sterling did three have nothing a, up. Stirling did have a Superb finish to the Season to get Themselves into the Playoffs I know Craig Telfer's been On here every time He's been on Is Just slated Sterling yeah. yeah. yeah, I haven't I haven't yeah, I've seen them A
3: few times this Season they're, they're, they're Quite attritional Pretty brutal Even mm-hmm. on a good Day I think
4: but I think that that late goal for Annan obviously gives himself a wee bit of hope, even though their late goals rule really doesn't count. It, or it doesn't apply. It even just having the it makes the, it more manful. being uh, two, it makes a big difference. It
3: just, I think, psychologically going into those games will be will be interesting. I think also the home team in the second legs definitely have advantage because a lot of these teams are not used to playing two games regularly, two games a week, and it's you know the, the, this, this Saturday will be their third game in a week, uh, and if they've got, obviously got to think in ahead to we get through this, we've got another another two games of the week ahead.
2: It's also I'm worth saying that they're not used to playing two-legged games as well.
3: Absolutely. because yeah. I mean, there's it's a
2: certain... When you play a two-legged game, the second leg is really where you have your advantage because that's where you know what you have to do. Whereas, how do you approach a first leg? Yeah. If, you're not, if you're not used to playing like that, that must be quite strange for a number of players. If you're playing on
3: Wednesday night, you're unlikely probably to have a training session yeah. before the game on Saturday as well for well, all these teams being part-time you well, East Five not they have got a few professionals. So I think that'll be quite interesting to see what happens there in those games. You won't have the, the time to, to assess what went right and went wrong. You're I've just gonna have to basically play to your best of your ability. I've always
4: wondered to your point on the two legged affairs whether that is an issue for our teams in Europe, whether like in the the problem is like the League Cup and stuff like that. You could say put two legged games in there, but it's it's boring. Nobody mm-hmm. goes to League Cup games as it is, but I do wonder I whether the lack of uh, yeah. the lack of two-legged games, maybe when our teams go to Europe, they're, they're a wee bit naive and what. It's
3: That's a fair point because I actually there's a there's a lot about these playoff games. It is about game management as well. You know, you could say that there was you know I hate to see it, but you know, Jim, Jim Duffy is a tactical expertise last night. You know he was very assured that they weren't going to flood going forward to get that second goal because they were aware that you know, they could get it done in the counter. How would you
2: hate to say that Jim Duffy? him's the legend.
3: I, it astounds me to see uh, Jim Duffy still having a game, uh, managerial jobs. is is unbelievable. Former the
2: Hearts director of football as well. well exactly. His job of director of football appeared to be that he was the manager. Yeah. <laughs> <Although> <laughs> he, pushing Graham ricks to one side. <laughs> Drink he, your coffee.
3: <laughs> he is uh, ably assisted by Chick Charlie, which is always worth. You know, yeah. just, worth admission alone because he, he gets. That he gets into games
2: <laughs> right let's move up into the championship playoffs and maybe maybe not a surprise but I think we are all quite impressed by how Cowden were able to pick themselves up from the devastation of the weekend go to Ayr and race in a 2-0 lead on, on the way to a 2-1 win which puts them in a great position to to get into the playoff final against either Stranara and Ferman
4: yeah and it's, uh, it's- Greg Stewart again with two goals. He's obviously uh, he's gone on to Dundee in the summer, but he's hoping, obviously, wanting to leave them on a kind of positive note rather than with relegation. Um, I think you'd have to back them now. It's they're, they're fairly decent at home as well. They, they don't lose a lot of games at home because uh, of the pitch. Yeah, well, possibly. Yeah, well, Jim McIntyre would uh, so. They did lose six
2: straight at home earlier in the season. Yeah, but recently, <laughs> re- recently that, that was
4: under Colin Cameron, wasn't it? No, it was no? under okay
3: Colin. Well. There you go, Craig, with your facts and
4: yeah. stuff.
2: <laughs> Well, I didn't know it at the time, but I was at a game when Jimmy Nichols said, "Like that's all six games
4: a row at home." There, I was like, "Same with towards I the end." I should sure have known that before arriving here today. <laughs> towards the end of the season, anyway, they um, they picked they up were a wee bit up thought, some yeah. good points at home, and here, um as much as I would like to see Aaron and uh, get promoted, uh, I'd like to see them, especially if Kelly was to go down. Yeah. It, would, it, would, it would be good to it would be good to get a Darby no, back. I think i, I think, I think it's taking it's, care of that for you, uh, but I think. I think Kauzin will, will do the job. I can't see them not. Should, yeah, I, it was
3: noticeable even just watching the, the the highlights compared to the, the game difference. Below, the just the fitness that was played at a much higher tempo, uh, is you know, I, I, as you said. I mean, I think the air goal equalised or the, the goal that air got uh, from Gordon Pope is a proper captain's sort of goal because you see where he puts it in the net. There's n- he's not done that deliberately, but it's, he's gone the only place. That he could go, uh, I think that that keeps them in the game. You think two 0 down going to Central Park, they might be out of it, but that that will keep it interesting for Saturday.
2: Yeah, because there's no way goal, so I think that's crucial here. Because if they just nick a one 0 lead win at Central Park, they push the game in extra time, could yeah. win it on penalties. Right, the other game is Strenard Dunfermline. Strenard, despite having terrible form going into the playoffs, managed to win two one. I guess a highly favoured Dunfermline two-1. I wonder
4: if they've taken a wee bit of confidence that they finally won at the weekend, having been just through that hopeless run of form, it's maybe sparked them again and, and obviously I think I think you maybe still put Dunfermline favourites going taking it well just a one goal deficit to East End Park, but Right. Yeah. The
2: problem but, with Dunfelman, I see here, and I did say this a few weeks ago, and it's it's exactly what Craig Telfer said about Rangers before they played Albion Overs, they can't just t- flick on that switch after weeks of kind of... Uh, cruising. Um, yeah, and that's basically what Dunfelman have been doing ever since, I think, ever since second place was assured. Yeah. They've, they've barely won a game in about two or three months now. Oh, yeah. And uh, as good as they were, uh, they were dominant in the league outside of Rangers games, but it's hard to then go into that kind of pressure charged atmosphere and have the same sort of intensity, and clearly that's going against them.
3: But they've got they're quite fortunate in the sense that they played in playoffs last year, so they've at least they've got some players with experience of what it means to go into a second leg game, um, which might be vital. That you just you would hope that East End Park's rocking or close to rocking. At least you'll know, get you know Strenard don't take many away fans. Um, although it would be good to see if they if they did, but you'd fancy Dunfermline.
2: The last game we discuss is the Premiership playoff, quote unquote quarter final. The, yeah.
3: <laughs> the winner stays on playoffs.
2: Winner stays on playoffs. Queen of the South versus Falkirk. Falkirk, much better team in the first half. Went into a one 0 lead through a goal through Blair Austin, but uh, couldn't keep it together at the back. And Bob McHugh with a double. To give the Queen of the South advantage going
3: his, into the game at the Falkirk Stadium. His uh, Wikipedia his page has already been up, uh, updated to include his legendary status in Clackmannanshire. <laughs> uh, thanks to I don't think he'll ever. I think that, if he sets himself up in Alwa, uh after his playing days finish, he'll never have to buy a pint again.
2: <laughs>
4: uh, but I think the Queen of the South fans haven't really been that convinced by him um, until no, recently. I've but obviously, seen a play for Queen of the South a couple of times. He's, he's
2: definitely not stood out. Put but, it that way. But then.
4: Yeah. You get yourself a couple of goals in a in a playoff there, you can make yourself a hero there. But, uh, it's good because
3: that's uh, I was looking up barbecue. You know, and that's it's six years since he made his debut for Motherwell. You're trying, to, and he's not really set the set the championship on fire this season. You wonder whether he's finding is finally finding his level because you can't really see him fitting him back into that Motherwell team. But wh- whether you know whether they're going to carry carry and keep him on? As harsh as this
2: is, he's, he's his record's been about average, clearly yeah. so. Maybe not even his level. Maybe a lower championship. Which is probably harsh to say. I've only seen him a couple of times. Maybe had bad matches, but... I don't know. the fans, if you're angry about that, you can send us a letter. <laughs> now it's time for Punt of the Week, sponsored by McBookie. Scotland's
4: Scotland. Premier Rosemaker.
2: Not too slow there. I know. Can. I, I was, <laughs> <slow> <laughs> <laughs> Right. Uh, this, we're only going to go for a fourfold this uh, time, because... There's not as much games going on, um, but we were just going to go with Treble, but then Cookie came up with a bet, so we thought we you know, we may as well satisfy the cat as well. She's gone for, may as well start off with the most, the most random one, she's gone for uh, Annan to beat uh, Sterling, they need to overcome a two goal deficit, so you think maybe, even if they don't go through maybe uh, win the moves, one and, by yeah, one yeah, goal yeah. win the game. So that's not a bad show. It's twenty-three to twenty, decent odds as well. I think that's for I, a team a at home. I think, bit. yeah, right. Um, Duncan, what's your selection?
3: I, I've gone for Hibs Kamarnik to be under two and a half goals, and that's at thirty-seven to forty.
2: I think that is a great price. I think that's the best bet.
3: Of it. You know, especially if Boyd is struggling. I mean, you just—I'm not sure where Kamarnock We get a goal from there. Hibbs oh,
4: Rory McKenzie's he's the next top scorer, and he's got four.
3: Yeah, Hibs are really strong for goals. You even—I mean. James Conn can fall off a camel and not hit sand at the moment. That's just how bad he is, and yeah, I don't think he's going to start. So, and he's our top goal scorer. So I've, I've no idea where that. What I cannot see. I can see a one all, one nil.
4: But when well, you when you get these end of season relegation games, they're always nervy and they're very really high scoring games. Like I think back, like Kelly Falkirk, the the game was now nil, um, and from Falkirk, the season before that was one 0 You don't you don't tend to get big high scoring games. No. So it seems it seems a pretty good price. I think. Right, Craig, what's your selection? Uh, I've gone from Mullerwell to win went to Aberdeen. What? Um, <laughs> yeah, I just think... Um, I've, I have th- I think Aberdeen are maybe uh, run out of gas a wee bit. Even their performance, even though they won in midweek, I, I wasn't that convinced by them. They gave up quite a few chances to Dundee United. Mullerwell are, are flying a wee bit. They just... They give the impression of being a very confident team at the moment, even though they got, they got turned over by Dundee United themselves um, a, a couple of weeks ago. And also... Mullerwold are unbeaten in the last nine visits to Pataudry, won five of them, so I think I, I, I've i tipped them to finish second all season and I, and I think they're going to do it. Oh
2: well, I've gone for Hearts to beat Submuritan and both teams to score. It's just, this is kind of the the Hearts bet to put on right now after we buggered it with the punt of the week a couple <laughs> weeks ago. um, It's, yeah, I, 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 I can see Hearts winning the game, I think. Uh, the two teams, Hearts, are wanting more, just because Hearts have tended to want it more the last few weeks. Uh, there'll be a massive heart support going through. I think close to 3,000 Hearts fans are making the game.
3: Which is amazing for a relegated side. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's different different circumstances to usual, but 3,000 going away to, to Paisley is brilliant.
2: Yeah, and uh, I think backed by that, I'm not convinced by the Hearts defence, really, so I think they've all conceded, but I think they won the game 2-3-1. or three won. So, if you go with that, that is... The odds, just to remind myself, are 17-4. So, just over 4-1. And if you put that fourfold together, with a fiver, you win £330. There you go, good luck. And, um no terrace punt this week. So, we might have won for the cup final, I think. Maybe just get people to send in their correct scores.
4: Sounds, sounds like a bit of fun.
2: Now we come to the predictions. And we'll start with the three games on Saturday. We'll get the meaningless ones out the way first. of Thistle versus Ross County. Anybody got any thoughts, feelings, opinions?
3: I've gone for a Thistle win, just uh, on the basis I like Scott Patterson's hair, and uh, I know it's more. I think that Ross County, they're, they're finished, they're done. The fans are not going to be treating it like a competitive game. They're all going down in Hawaiian shirts and, and making a proper day out of it. I think they'll, they're just happy to survive. Whereas Thistle went and beat hearts in style and I think they'll want to show that's not a fluke and I think it's probably still undecided I think a number of their squad, they might, some of them might be still be playing for contracts or trying to put themselves in the window so I've got I've got them down for a 2-1 win
2: Yeah that's it maybe also goes back to the point earlier mm-hmm. as well the fact that a lot of you compare the two teams a lot of Ross County kind of players probably won't be there next year and probably aren't that bothered about that No they're, maybe they're, maybe some, yeah. party for some players would quite like to re-sign for the club
3: They've got the fact they're not in the they got them up if they avoided the playoffs. Not is not going to be on their CV. You, know, uh, you know, or being in the
2: playoffs is not going to be on the yeah. CV. So it's yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Thistle win.
4: Yeah, let's go for an entertaining three-two win for Thistle.
2: Wow. wow. Okay, that's sitting there in Park. Simon versus Hearts. I've Already stayed. My reason.
3: Uh, yeah, three-one Hearts. Uh, th- yeah, I can't see. Anything other than a Hearts win, just I think there's the still an element I think of uncertainty over Danny Lennon as all his contracts aspiring. and you thought you know, they've got potential to be the highest ever finish, but I don't think those those players are particularly bothered, and I think taking a beating off uh might have an impact as well. Yeah,
4: I think it it was, it seemed like a half-assed performance from St Mirren last night, and. Hearts, you couldn't say that about them. They they, they changed the goalkeeper. They they changed a the couple of players. but still, and Out was a poor. well yeah, they was. still played the same way they've been playing the last few weeks and just get done by a better Partick festival team. I think I think uh, Hearts will win maybe two or three now.
2: Okay, well I'll just go into the Sunday games. that don't mean anything. Also, and then we'll um, we'll <laughs> we'll talk about the final two. Uh, Celtic Dundee United. How many players have done the United? Got a rest yeah, for that us?
4: that's that's got four nil Celtic. Written all yeah, about. I've got four one. I've got four yeah. 0 So. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. Celtic will want to prove a point after midweek, and, and the last time they, they dropped us, the drop points. They went on and beat Inverness six nil. The next game, yeah, yeah. Uh, and
3: it'll be. I think. I imagine Celtic Park's going to be packed because it's a trophy presentation as well. Yeah. So the. They, did the same last year to Inverness when yeah. it was Trophy Presentation Day. They had a wee bit of a scare, but it
2: yeah. just went on. And I think the, the final area. day against Hearts two years ago, yeah.
4: they beat them 5-0. Yeah. yeah. Guy I mean, yeah. Five. I think, <laughs> And I think in, uh, Dundee United, they, they like any of the players that, that are going to start the cup final, I think will either not start or will only get an hour.
2: Yeah. Right, similar kind of game. Uh, St Johnson playing in the cup final, going away to Inverness. I've so. got that down
3: as a one-all draw, but I think it could it could be a nil-nil, could be 2-2. I just, I d-
2: I think I'm going to still have confidence after after the game against Motherwell, playing so well in the uh, second half. St. Yeah. Johnson, definitely no Stevie May. A few other players probably let it rest as well. Although I think in recent weeks as well, their squad's kind of, for all season not really, like, people haven't really looked at St. Johnson's squad and thought it's been particularly good, but I think it's going kind to of come out and shown itself to be quite solid and quite a bit of depth there. So they're not... They won't embarrass themselves, I don't think, but I still think I'm going to... win. Yeah, so I'm, I'm
4: going to... Sorry.
3: Going to, I won't see them at full pelt. I don't... I can't imagine St. Johnson going to be f- desperate to win this one. I think it's...
4: I'm going to go for uh, John Hughes Tactical Masterclass St. Johnson to win 3-0 <laughs> and, and Chris <laughs> will to score. A hat-trick. Just one. Just one? one. One will be enough, I think.
3: And,
2: and how many open goals will they miss? <laughs> Three. Three. Sounds <laughs> 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 like an entertaining game. Right... Uh, I'll start with the game on Sunday uh, because this one means slightly. I'm just doing, doing this in terms of importance. Uh, Aberdeen versus Motherwell. Both teams are qualified for Europe, but who will finish second?
3: I think it'll be Aberdeen. I've got it down as a one 0 win, just on the basis that, that Aberdeen defence, when it needs to be, is is pretty tight, and I think that they they know they don't have to win uh, to to be assured. And I think that they'll just, I think they'll just eke it out. I don't think they're they'll. I don't actually think Aberdeen are a great team I think they've just got match winners I think there's not that much difference between them And a few, a few of the other teams But they've just got players capable of of, of Something special like Robson, like McGinn Like Flood, although uh, Flood could be injured For this weekend I just think they'll just eke it out I don't think it'll be a very enthralling game at all But 1-0, Aberdeen
2: Yeah, I think I think it'll be the, the, like the end of George Revenge I think they'll eventually get the shark And the shark will stay dead
4: well I've obviously already said I think Muller will, will win, um, I think it'll be a tight game, maybe 2-1 or something like that, it, it's actually, it, it means quite a bit to the teams because the team who loses finishes third, they have to go into the first qualifying round of the Europa League, the third of July, the World Cup's still going on, it's only 51 days between the last game of the season and the first European game, I think it will be an incentive and I think Muller will sneak
1: it.
3: That'll be that'll be tough for the team that does that has that in terms of shortening. shortness. Mulliwolf had
4: a bit of experience with that. They had it under Jim Gannon in the first oh, game they we lost it home to um the first time and they obviously turned it round, but it's it's such a pain to have it so early. It's a month before the league season starts.
2: Right. The big one. We've got two fans around the table as well. Hibbs versus Kilmarnock. Winner stays up. Drawer stays up if it's uh, a Uh What do you think, guys?
3: I've gone for a draw. I I've gone for a one-all draw um, because I I just can't see I can't see Hibbs not conceding. They're just uh, just a shambles at the back. And
2: if they concede, you surely can't see them scoring twice. On exactly. Game. That
3: that's that is the biggest problem. The last few games has been you know, Hibbs have played well in spells and you know, against Hearts they got the goal, but. Yeah, and, and they pushed on against Partick Thistle and got the equaliser, but they just don't—they just don't have any quality in the final third, unless Butcher managed to pull something out of the hat, which he's not shown any evidence so far. Unless this is some just sort of elaborate troll on Hibs fans, and he's and we're going out and win six nil, and James Collins actually. i
4: was going to go back to Inverness yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm, I'm trying to look at it. Obviously, Hibs have had that bad run of form. But Kelly aren't much better really and I think it would be fair to say both teams deserve to go into the playoff. Absolutely. Uh, both have been both have been quite frankly abysmal for Majority if they've done that like, Majority you is, like, Yeah yeah so Listen, so uh, Just right, Don, Neil Longcastle comes on the pitch At the end of the game Be like
3: Actually we've had a second that, I've had thought about it <laughs> like And you, you, it. you two Have been absolutely dreadful So Hamilton Or Falkirk Or Queen of Sife You're up anyway You're both so that's like, Yeah that's like WWE uh, like uh, you know,
4: after, after a 0-0 draw um, What we've got going against this Kelly kind of like eight, last 8 games Against uh, Hibs We haven't won We've not, not beaten them this season We didn't beat them last season And I have never seen Kelly win at Easter Road. We don't need to win. I've seen his draw Mm. a couple of times, but it's not a ground I ever go to with confidence. Um, No, you're the Hibs fans. No, that's true, possibly. What was your prediction? I haven't made one yet, but my prediction is going to be 1-0 to Hibs.
2: Yes, I'm going for 1-0 to Hibs as well. The reason why I'm doing so is because for the last three weeks, the team at second bottom of the table, and in fact three and a half weeks, if you include the midweek, Team that's gone second bottom has then won their next game and that'll be Hibs now finally gone second bottom. Did, did
4: Kelly not go second bottom
2: prior? I before th- the Hearts game? I think yes, but in terms of the week, I don't yeah. think you were second bottom before the weekend uh, started.
4: I thought we were, but maybe not. Maybe. I don't I, know. I, I
2: think you <laughs> both are uh, playing
3: th- a lot more
4: faith in Hibs than I just <laughs> think than I, I, I just think that they've, they've not scored a lot of goals recently but Kelly's defence is, is pretty poor, I don't think we've I think the last time we drew a game 0-0 was the second game of the season and I don't think we've had a 0-0 draw since then and because of that I don't think we can get a 0-0 so if we're going to get through it it'll be a 1-0 winner, a 1-1 draw and I don't fancy it
1: Yeah, I think
3: whoever I think if Kamal scores score the first goal then it's, it's all over Hibs get the first goal uh, then who knows what happens? I mean, you know, against Partick, actually Hibbs played reasonably well for the, most of the first half, created a, a bunch of chances that just they didn't they didn't have any luck whatsoever. Um, and admittedly, that's just the, how things are going at the moment. And you, you also make your own luck, and we just don't have that quality up front. But you know, if Hibbs get an early goal, then it could be interesting. But I'm not holding my breath.
2: And that's us for this week. Be sure to join us again on Monday after that podcast goes online. In the meantime, check out the website www.terrispodcast.net. Find us on Twitter, the handle at Terrace podcast. And you can also send us an email, show at terracepodcast.net. So, I think that's pretty much everything. I've been Craig Fowler. Goodbye, and I hope you enjoy your football. I've been
4: Craig Anderson, and I certainly will not enjoy my football on Saturday. (laughs) Uh, I won't be sleeping until then either.
3: I'm Duncan Mackay, and likewise, I will be probably being insomniac by Saturday night.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?